This is Anna, and you are listening to episode 30 of In Todd We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today we'll be discussing The Secret Life of Pets 2. Alright, uh, welcome to episode 30 of In Todd We Trust. Uh, we have Anna here today. Uh, you can access the podcast now on itwtpodcast.com. Uh, we can see spoiler-free one-sentence reviews, movie ratings, uh, episode descriptions, song of the week playlist, movie soundtrack playlist, and a submission form uh, to be a guest on the show. Uh, you can listen on to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and watch on YouTube, um, and the YouTube videos will go up each weekend. The podcast will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Thursday morning. All right, so we have Anna today. Um, how is life, Anna? Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, uh, last time, no, no, did we determine the last time I saw you? Was, no, the last time I saw you was at the foul when we went foaling, right? It could have been. It, that was one, no, you know, or I saw Bakersfield. you at at Bakersfield Wait, when Bakersfield? me, Suki, a big group of us went there and you showed up, I think. Yes, that is right. We did go there. Mm-hmm. And but we I also ran into you at a bar after that too. Um I can't remember what it old was it old Shillelagh? Is that the name of it? That's potentially where potentially, it potentially <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, I feel like I feel like it happened. But um but uh Yes, yeah. it did happen. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go back in the vault and remember. <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, but Anna is, is one of the top five, uh, foulers in the, or foulers in the game. Um, I have not been in a while either. I need to get back into the swing of things. Um, but for those of you who have not been foaling before, don't live in Michigan, it is a mixture of bowling, football, and kind of like beer pong a little bit. It's, it's an, it's an odd thing, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's super addicting. Um, you want to get good at it. It makes you mad because when you go, you you think it's going to be a cakewalk and then you realize you suck. Um, it's a ton of fun. Uh, so this movie is based in NYC, uh, and that's where you went to school. I did. Yes. Uh, was it cool seeing, so, cause I know when I reached out to you a couple, what was that a week or two ago Mm -hmm. about doing the podcast, you said you hadn't even seen the first one prior um was it cool seeing new york obviously new york city is depicted in uh, you know tons of movies take place in new york city um but as an animation yeah it was cool and there's a part where you can see like washington square park very clear with the arch and the park and my freshman year i lived right along the park so i was like very familiar um but obviously like the animation was like distorted a little bit like with the extra tall buildings but it was really cool yeah yeah no yeah yeah the animation didn't make it seem like crazy crazy uh sky high um a lot greener and colorful and happier than <laughs> right. the real new york less murky yeah um do you ever miss it yes it's my favorite city yeah yeah do you think you'll go back at some point i hope so yeah yeah what uh is how expensive it is what uh one of the things that hold that holds you back i think the expense and I'm pretty much just like an average Joe type person and yeah. I'm kind of okay with that. And I feel like unless I'm comfortable in my savings and my money and I'm not really like chasing a dream, then right, right now is not the time. But right. maybe when I'm more established in my career, I'll move back. I hear that. Yeah. There's some cities where I'm like, 
it would be cool to live there, but I would have to be there when like money is not a problem at all. Like it's not like it's a second thought. Yeah. Um, at this stage, like, I, I'm not, I don't have it cut out to be like a struggling artist type of deal. Right. Exactly. Um, some people do. And some people are fine. With, like some mm-hmm. people are cool living in like a studio with like five people. Yeah. In like having two cents in their bank account and stuff like that. And they're like, Hey, it's worth it because I'm living in New York city right. and like, I'm trying all this like food and experiences me. I'm like, nah, it's, it's not worth it for me. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, are you going to Mopop this year? I'm not. Random no. Question. Have you been to Mopop before? I've never been. No. <laughs> like music festivals. Um, I've only been to one. So okay. I did. So have, no. <laughs> I went to. There was a festival. I don't know if it's still going on. It's called the Meadows. Okay. And it was in New York City, and I went to their first year mainly to see the 1975. They Got were it. like playing there. So. I, you know, I uh, I have not listened to the 1975, but I have seen a lot about them like in the last two months yeah i don't know why um i've seen uh, them like 12 times really yeah is that maybe more <laughs> okay so that's your that's your jam then that's my favorite band yeah um, uh, current favorite band like current favorite band yeah that's still live <laughs> i right right wait what's your favorite band all time <sighs> i mean everything <laughs> i mean i guess mm, no they're my favorite they're, okay <laughs> let's no, just go with that <laughs> i mean my favorite band of all time i've said on the podcast i think before is phoenix and that's not like a band that is like a classic band all time it's yeah. my favorite so um, I mean, obviously there's like some, like, I like Queen, I like the Beatles, but like favorite band is, is Phoenix. Yeah. Um, well, I love Elton John, but he's still alive. So he is. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't count. He can't be your favorite until he's dead. Right. Yeah. No, well, I saw him in concert a couple months ago and that was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. No, so. I, I imagine. I mean the farewell concert. Yeah. I mean, actually yeah. I do. I just reviewed a uh, rocket man last week. I've yet to see it. Um, it, you know, I, I'll let you listen to the review. I'll <laughs> okay. say that. I'll say that. Uh-huh. I'll listen back. Yeah. <laughs> I was just listening to that. Um, but yeah, no, Mopop looks weak this year a little bit. They had, So it's a couple acts on there that I kind of want to see. Like, I want to see Tame Impala, and I want to see Vampire Weekend. Lizzo. I want to see... Lizzo's coming? That's what I heard at work today, okay. that she's on the bill, so... Lizzo's there. Um, I'm not a huge Lizzo fan. I, I like Lizzo the person. I don't necessarily love her music. But okay. I also, I don't think she makes music for me. So um, so that's fine. Uh, and Callie Uchis will be there. I've seen her live, but... I kind of do want to go to Mopop for those couple people, but you Tame know, Impala is worth it. Tame, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like I'd pay the one ten, one thirty five, whatever it is, for a you know two days to if I if I see Tame Impala. Yeah. Vampire Weekend's new album is really. I mean, Vampire Weekend solid anyway, but their new album is really good. It is. Um, so yeah, well, um, song of the week. Well, okay, you said it didn't have to be you know a current song. Yeah, no, so I always start my week off with like Whitney Houston. Okay. So. Solid. Um. How Will I Know is my song of the week. Nice. Okay. So anything by her is a good Monday song in my book. Okay. An upbeat yeah. one, not a sad one. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. No, you can't start off the week sad. No. Um, it, it will set the tone for the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, no, Whitney's always a good choice. My song of the week is Down Bad by Dreamville. Um, so that's like J. Cole's whole like label. Um, they're all on there. Uh, I'm not a huge Cole fan. I do like Cole. I'm not a huge Cole fan. I feel like Cole, like, Cole fans, like, he has a cult following where it's, like, they rock with him, they ride with him, they think he, like, walks on water. Um, and then you have the rest of us who are, like, eh, I don't know. Anyway, um, this song is fire, though. Um, the beat is super, super hard. Like, this is one of those songs that I just, like, kept playing over and over again in the car this past weekend. So that's my song of the week. Um, so now we have Random Rapid Fire, Anna, um, okay. which is <laughs> – we have a, we have a bunch of random questions. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky for you, I only came up with – uh what is it here i have uh six questions usually it's 10 so you're lucky okay good all right you ready (laughs) sure uh if you were a pet what would you be a dog uh if you were a wild animal what would you be a cheetah 
Nice. What is your spirit animal? Mm, a cheetah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> um, what would your pet name be? Um, probably Billy. <laughs> Wait, that's awesome. Why Billy? Just like the name. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, Our girl. I, <laughs> I do too. I love Billy Eilish. Uh, Me too. Huge, huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. That's a large reason why I went to her and Claro, actually. You know, actually, there's a lot of people Claro's on the last year. But Claro and um, and Billy Eilish, I saw them both live at Mopop last year. Um, I had to contain my excitement, though, because it's like me in a sea of like teenage girls. So it was like, I can't be the weirdo like that's like going super nuts over yeah. Billy. But like, I, I was pretty You should have been the weirdo. She's amazing. Yeah, no, I have a signed vinyl by her. Like, I, I think I've said that on this, spot, on this podcast before. Yeah, I love, love Billy. Um, here, actually, funny story about last year Mopop. Guy pissed me off. So I'm rolling with a crew of people, mm-hmm. right? And this one guy is with us. And I've said, you know, been vocal the whole day about how, like, how much I love Claro. Hype about Claro, um, all this stuff. So we see her set and everything. So, you know, we all go get food. And he, he kind of dips out and disappears for a little bit. I'm like, yo, where's whatever his name is? I don't even remember his name. I hadn't met him that day. So he comes back and he's like, um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was over there. Like, he, he was, I was over there getting a signed vinyl by Claro. Like, she was doing, she was signing stuff. And uh, he was like, it was awesome. And I was like. Looking at him, so I was so pissed because I was like, "So you knew that? Yeah, you knew how much I liked her. You knew that she was signing stuff, and you went and ducked off on your own and did it." He came back and he was like, "Yo, you should have been there. I wanted to smack him so bad. Like, I almost smacked him and just took his vinyl, even though it was signed to Joe or whoever yeah. his name was. I was so mad." Um, but not I, I bad did, karma. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he was already bald, so that I think that's already he already had it coming. So. Yeah. He he needed a win after that. So, um, so yeah, I, I was a little salty. Anyway, continue with rap, uh, random rapid fire. Uh, what's your go-to slushy flavor? I always ask my guests this. Oh, I don't really like slushies. Uh, like Mountain Dew or Coke. Okay. You okay. know, like Slurpee style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Almost Famous. Almost Famous. I haven't seen Almost Famous. It's my favorite movie to watch over and over again. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Um, all right. Um, so before we get started, um, do you ever watch are you a huge netflixer um i go through like phases yeah mm-hmm. so I, I was i got really into it in college like i hadn't um and my grades reflected it um because i didn't discover like i obviously knew what it was but i didn't really get onto it until freshman year of college Psh, took up all my time anyway uh there's always these times like you know there's a there's a ton of good content there's a ton of eh, content there's a ton of bad content on netflix um i hate when i get stuck on a sucky Netflix show that draws me in. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I have to finish it. Yeah. That that's happened. I just finished it last night. It's, it's what if, um, it is so many points in it where you're like, this is terrible. And it, but it's like, you know, it draws you in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to know how it ends. Yeah. So it's one of those like suspense. Like you don't really know how they're going to carry on like multiple seasons, but it's like, I have to figure out how this season ends. Mm-hmm. It got me. Um, what's all, the premise of that one? So have you ever seen, um, what is the name of the 90s movie? Have you ever seen Indecent Proposal? Um, it, it plays on that and then just expounds upon like that idea. But anyway, um, it is like a billionaire, um, a billionaire, uh, what, what is a uh, venture capitalist who invests in this girl who is like came up with like this medical like discovery. Um, and she just like is super manipulative and like takes her to the ringer and all this like super mysterious and all this like backstory stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not horrible, but it definitely didn't deserve that amount of 
that much of my time, mm-hmm. but I gave it. Um, also, uh, a warning to not go to, to Sam's Club. Not to <laughs> just don't go because okay. I, I have a Sam's Club membership. I have had a Sam's Club membership for several years, but um, it's dangerous because you end up going there and getting stuff you don't need. Mm-hmm. So I actually hid both of these things before you came into my apartment, but I have a 42 box of Gushers and 120 <laughs> A count box of uh, Slim Jims. Oh, wow. That's so unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I don't need 120 Slim Jims. I like Slim Jims. I don't love Slim yeah. Jims. I'll go and get, like, a pa- I'll get four. In the checkout line, I might grab two. Like, right. maybe one long one. Yeah. I see the 100. I'm like, man, 120. Like, I mean, I do like Slim Jims. Like, it is a deal. <laughs> I have 120 Slim Jims now. Good for uh, your heart, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so unnecessary. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, to anyone out there, just do not go to Sam's club. Uh, it's not worth it. Like the savings aren't worth how much you're going to spend on unnecessary stuff. Um, I was salty though. They did not have, um, the, what do they call The pizza bagels. Mm. Um, also uh, very healthy bites? for you. Yeah. Bagel bites. Yeah. Those are fire. G- game changers, right? <laughs> they didn't have them. And, and I actually had been doing really well on that. Like just, I just don't buy unhealthy stuff. That mm-hmm. way I don't eat it. Like I'm like, right. cool, I just won't put it in the house. But that is nice to have, like, you know, those nights where you ran out of groceries, mm-hmm. you meal prepped all week, it's Saturday night, you don't have any more food left, and then it's like, okay, cool, I can just go to the freezer and throw those in. Yeah. It's nice having those, but, you know, they didn't have that, so I was a little upset. A little let down. Should've went to Costco. Should've went to Costco. <laughs> I, you know what, I might, I might switch over <laughs> here soon. I, yeah, I actually might switch over. Um, it Usually I go with Sam's because uh, it's just closest to my apartment, um, so maybe I'll switch it up. Um also, you know, completely random, but uh, but want to bring up, do you believe there's a such thing as, as bad texters? Like when people said, I'm a bad texter, or is it just they don't care about texting you back specifically? As a bad texter myself, um, oh, no. probably I've heard both cases and it probably roots down to it's the person. It's the person. And they're using that as an excuse. Yeah. So I'll admit to that. All bad texters are probably bad people. Bad people? <laughs> Except not really. Okay. Bad communicators. Okay. Bad Deeper lying issues. Ah, uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, okay. I'll accept that. Uh, do you... I've gotten better though. So with people who who um, you like feel like texting, like someone who like you're really close to or you're dating someone, mm-hmm. are you good about texting them or even with them you're a bad texter? Even with them. And I think okay. the secret is to find an equally bad texter and then there'll oh, be no so complaints. No salty. <laughs> Got it. Are you good? Are you good? Uh, like, do you prefer the phone or face to face or are you just like not good at communicating? Um, I prefer face to face first, then FaceTime, then phone call, then text. Got it. Then email. Oh, actually, maybe email before text. So, I'll probably answer you quicker. Okay. Okay. <laughs> are you a reliable person in terms of and, and obviously like I'm asking these series of questions because these are like things that usually are um, usually see, our, you know, uh, there's a trend. There's a pattern. When someone is a bad texture, they're usually like flaky and things like that. Are you a flaky person? Like if we like right now, if we're like, hey, let's go and get like, you know, lunch on Friday and you're like, cool. Yeah. You look at your schedule. Yeah, I can do that. Like, are you someone that's like, oh, it gets close. and You're that person. Like I text you the morning of you don't text me back and then you just don't show up to lunch. Or are you pretty much like when you say you're going to do something, you'll do it. I, I commit. I'll, I'll if I say I'll do it, I'll do it. I would just be more upfront in the beginning being like, I'm very like honest if I don't want to do something. Okay. So I'll be yeah. like, um, no, like don't want to do it. Just like from the gut. Yeah. And if they take it as like, I mean, I'm not that blunt depending on who it is, but <laughs> right. usually it's just like, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. All right. I just had to, I had to get that, I had to get that off my chest. Cause I had a, I had a week. I actually tweeted about it. Yeah. Like maybe it was like two weeks ago, maybe a week mm-hmm. and a half ago. 
it was one of those days where I like text a bunch of people and I got no reply. Like it was just a series of days. Actually, it was like a, for a full week. It was just like, you know, just whatever it was about, you know, hanging out or following up on something or, hey, I saw this funny thing, a meme. I don't know. And it was like mass people who I usually talk to just didn't text yeah. me back. And I was like, what is happening? Like something wrong with my phone. Let me restart my phone. Like these people just suck. So I think you have to tell yourself that the amount of effort it takes to actually send a text is very minimal, if any. So if ever I'm like, oh, I don't want to respond. I'm just like, it literally causes you no effort. Just yeah. answer. So I've yeah. improved over the years. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's that's fair. Okay. Anyway, getting to the movie, Secret mm-hmm. Life of Pets 2. Um, so the IMDb description, uh, continuing the story of Max and his pet friends following their secret lives after their owners leave them for work or school each day. Very broad description there. Um, came out June 7th. Uh, notable cast, so super loaded cast, which I always think is funny for animated films because it doesn't really matter uh, who's voiced it. Like it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. if they're a big name actor or anything like that, it doesn't matter to their target audience, which is usually children. But anyway, Kevin Hart, uh, Harrison Ford, Eric Stone Street, Tiffany Haddish, Bobby Moynihan, uh, Dana Carvey, and Hannibal Burris. Um, I again, I just think it's so funny when I hear, and I like you know hearing like you know, recognizable voices and stuff like that. But I mean, you could have got me to do, you know, the bunny instead of Kevin Hart. And right. as far as like the film success, it would have been equally as successful. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little less cause he obviously he's promoting it and stuff like that. But for the most part, I, I, I don't think you, you miss a beat there. Um, anyway, director for the movie, uh, Chris Renaud, uh, who also did despicable me and minions. Uh, they're both, they're all in the same studio, Universal studios, illumination, pictures so that doesn't shock me he also did the grinch um the grinch was horrible the second movie i think i I reviewed for this podcast uh brian lynch was the writer um who also again despicable me and minions he did not do the grinch though but he did do puss in boots which is like one of my favorite Mm, um animated films it's it's super funny yeah um you would not expect it uh although you know all the shreks are funny though Mm -hmm. um runtime for this movie is an hour and 26 minutes uh i've said before that i don't think animated films should go over 90 minutes anyway mm-hmm. for the most for the most part um so they kind of stick to that the first one was this was around this length too so uh so before going into the movie um so i i like the first mm-hmm. i enjoyed the first did you did you get a chance to see the first i did okay yeah. did you like it yes so it got mixed reviews and it, it got really bad reception from a lot of the people that i'm friends with so mm-hmm. i you know I've, I've brought it up to a couple different people and I've had a couple people tell me, like, yeah, no, I, I didn't like the first. Or, you know, I wasn't a fan. And I was like, really? Like, I thought it was, you know, it wasn't my favorite animated film ever, but I thought it was a pretty good movie. Right. Um, so I kind of, I, I went and came into it with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I came into it thinking, okay, Illumination Studios needs a dub after uh, Grinch. Because the Grinch to me was <laughs> was weak. So I was like, they, they have to get a dub. Uh, yeah. So they have to come hard with this one. Um so yeah, I, I what did you, so what did you think initial thoughts from you know c- comparing the first to the second? Well, I think to enjoy the movie, like if you're an adult, like one, I'm a dog owner, so I'm yep. biased there. I had a cat growing up there or growing up, so I also have that. And then I enjoy animation, which a lot of people don't. Like some people just like my sister, she refuses to watch like animated films. Really? And then it took place in New York, so a lot of things like going in even oh, before yeah. watching it, I already enjoy about the movie. Yep. And I currently have a pug, and there's a pug in the movie, so like a lot of <laughs> things going for me. Um, I but I enjoyed it. I think if you go in like knowing that it is a children's movie and with an open mind, then you'll enjoy it. But 
it's definitely not like a critically acclaimed animation something like a right. disney might produce right right um yeah and i think um i i agree with that i do think where they do a really 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 good job is um is with the animation so i'd I say uh, you know illumination not just you know this despicable me even you know even the grinch even though i wasn't a huge fan the animation to me is really really good i mean it's second really only like i know the like the gold standard is pixar mm -hmm. like pixar does a really really great job i'd say this comes right after yeah like i'd say you know i'd say even disney films that aren't pixar aren't as good as this um as far as just the animation like they do a really good job they take a lot of obviously they take a lot of time with the detail obviously the the city of new york you know replicating that in this movie for both of them um mm -hmm. i thought you know it was really was really well done um well i think their animation is really really good as well it's yeah. the writing i would put like towards the bottom if you were Agreed. to compare it to Agreed. the other studios but you know if they're doing like the visual like slapstick comedy and like mm -hmm. it's for kids like that's visually appealing and that's right. definitely their strong suit and kind of sets them apart so i guess run with that right exactly 100 <laughs> percent. i i definitely agree i think that with despicable me at least the first two were were pretty good were really good actually i think despicable me one definitely was really good uh minions was good too um did not see minions so it's solid i think it's on i think it's on netflix but yeah. uh but i did enjoy minions like i think those are like really funny in that i think they did a really good job with those mm -hmm. so i think that's definitely like their like top top tier as far as what they've done so far yeah um you know i going to the theater also you know you gotta love the people that come in you know 30 minutes late <laughs> I, I had a man there's someone that came in like in the row before me it's like two ladies and like eight kids and i was like you gotta be kidding me and they're like asking someone to move out of their seat i'm sorry but you you can't get salty when someone's in your seat and you came 30 minutes late right that's one two i'm almost i'm almost thinking you shouldn't let people in the theater after a certain time like they're disruptive mm -hmm. um you know you i'm sorry like i i know you paid for the ticket but like you know, you didn't put a you didn't put a mortgage down like it's it's a ticket. So right. if you come thirty minutes after, like it, it prevents a lot of things. It prevents one, it disrupting the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Two, it prevents people sneaking into movies, which obviously right. you do like in, you know, in high school. Like I remember like popping into like ooh rated R movie. I'm only sixteen. Like whatever. Like you know what I mean. You like yeah. but it prevents that too. If you you know you have that time limit or you know whatever it is after pre I don't know right after previews or. 30 minutes, like, I mean, it was a solid 30, 35 minutes into the movie, and they came. I'm like, why even come now? Like, right. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the it's funny with this movie, um, either, again, the perspective of the animals and some of the things. Obviously, there's some things that you think about being a dog owner. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder how my dog is perceiving this. Yeah. Uh, and there's things that they, like, play on that. I'm like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Um, like, how anxious the dog, Max, was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would be super anxious more so because uh you know you're in it you're in a apartment the whole day and you come out or you know even at home and then you come out and then you're going out into this world and you don't know what's going on like you know obviously as humans we we know what's going on we can communicate mm -hmm. but like as a dog you don't know what a car is or you know all this stuff that just seems dangerous right uh so i would be i would be super scared so that was funny and how they made the um the vet like a mental institution well that actually exists like pet therapist is a real really? thing really it's a real thing i did not know that yeah um i feel like you most commonly see it you know um if someone's gonna have a child like a baby they can yeah. like take them there and like train them oh, like they're not as like 
how the movie depicted but there are like people who will diagnose like your pet with like anxiety or something that's like a real thing that is hilarious i did not yeah. know that yeah so i mean it, they definitely upplayed it but it is a thing i don't know <laughs> if it's like dog psychologist i'm sure you just take take it to the vet but. yeah yeah that is no that actually is pretty funny they you that know, was I, a good scene though i did i did enjoy that scene yeah that, that was like the scene that i didn't you know the only thing I'd knock them for is the fact that that entire scene is the scene that's in the previews and like the entire scene, like the, I was like, Oh, what else is going to, and they didn't go any, it was like that scene itself was like an entire preview, but it was cool. It was funny. Um, you know, again, speaking to like their writing, like they have a lot of like spurts in the writing, like where it's like a uh, funny part. And then it's like, okay, what's this part? Like, you know, again, I right. think it's good. That they keep it at 90 minutes. Um, well, I saw a lot of criticism for like the three stories co-mingling and then just like coming at the end. So that was, <laughs> so that was some, a note I definitely had. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely a note I had that I'll get to in a second. Um, question, would you rather be a domesticated animal, a zoo animal or a wild animal? Mm, domesticated. Yeah, really? Probably. You know, it's, it, I, I, I thought about it cause. Not a zoo animal for sure. No, definitely not. A zoo is jail. Like I, yeah. I, as much as I like animals and I like going to the zoo, they just piss me off now mm -hmm. um, because I just think, you know, it pisses me off because one, they're, you know, again, like I said, I feel like it's a jail for animals Two, how it even pisses me off even more that they're like, we're saving animals. No, you're not. I would rather try my luck out in the wilderness and maybe die. You know, right. maybe I don't live as long. I'd rather do that than be behind these bars. <clears throat> like but imagine being, especially like a sea animal. Can you imagine like having the entire ocean at your disposal and then it being like confined to, it doesn't matter how big the tank is. Like I went to like the Georgia aquarium, mm -hmm. huge aquarium. It's amazing. It's massive. Right. Even in there, like as big as that tank is, it it's uh, not even a percentage of the ocean. So like, imagine how confined you are. Like it's, yeah, that would suck. Like even with unlimited food, like I'll try my chances out in the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, definitely not a zoo. Uh, domesticated animal, you get the right family. A domesticated animal wouldn't be that. That bad. is true. You have to have the. I'm thinking of me and like how I treat my own dog. Yeah. So like, she's spoiled. So. I mean, you give me. If I could have my dog's life, I would take her. <laughs> right. Like it's like if it, the only thing with dogs is that they don't live that long. But you know, oh, so maybe I'd be like an elephant in the safari. I don't know, but like. Yeah. If you give, let me be like a golden retriever with like an affluent family that has like acres of land. I mean, that's, that's yeah, the dream, right? That's like, the dream. Like, <laughs> the all-American dream. Right? <laughs> that's what we all aspire to be, as a golden retriever with an affluent family yeah, with acres. With the like, American flag bandana yeah, right. and then posing for the 4th of July picture. Exactly. There was one that lived right next to my <laughs> home and uh, growing up. Yeah. His name was Duke. Duke, and he had a, he had his bandana, and yeah. Well, I'm guilty of that. I had a golden retriever growing up. Really? So I can <laughs> criticize <laughs> Exactly. I still love Goldens. They're very cute. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're like a, a, the most popular dog. I think By like so. a landslide in yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, you know, it was a couple of, you know, funny parts in here. Um, but uh, when the cow like started like insulting the dog mm, or whatever, mm -hmm. and, like making fun of the dog. If if a zoo, or I'm sorry, not a zoo, if a, a farm animal ever insulted me, like and obviously like this hypothetical would never yeah. happen in real life. But if a farm animal ever insulted me, I would just say like. They're they're eventually gonna eat you. Like I would just end the conversation with that. It's like right. you know, uh, like they're gonna eat you at some point. That how crazy would that be if growing up on a farm and like, I don't know if like you start treating the, like cows like they're pets, but mm -hmm. like you probably do at some. You know, if you're like a kid, you don't know how to differentiate. Like you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. like you see a cow like grow up, you're like. Well, I just saw this on the internet. This girl, um, 
she had like a pet rooster and she was like sad it died because she said it acted more like a cat than a dog so people do get attached but she was like thanks for all the eggs yeah. like so it's like weird like <laughs> live on a farm you're killing half of them but some get attached but right yeah. i'm sure you do yeah sure that would be kind of weird um the you know i thought they they had an accurate depiction in here of like small dogs how like bold they are like the the dog that tiffany haddish voiced um, Daisy. Yeah, what kind of dog is that? I can't. They uh, is it a Shih Tzu? Yeah, or, or um, I don't know. I'm it was go something. With that. <laughs> and whatever it was, it was a small dog that was super feisty. And it's funny because that's how small dog small dogs are so bold and don't have like a real good concept of like how small they really are, especially mm-hmm. when they're puppies. Mm-hmm. When they get older, they start getting more aware. Like, okay, I maybe shouldn't mess with the German Shepherd. Right. But like my puppy, like uh, like my dog that I grew up with, um. Anala, she's a uh, uh, Pekingese and a poodle mix, and she's all of seven pounds, maybe. Wow, very and tiny. When she, I mean, now she doesn't, me- you know, she. Yeah. Uh, I'm not messing with other dogs, but when she at first, I mean, she'd go over. It was like we live next to like two German shepherds, and she'd mm-hmm. go over. They just sit on the porch, and she'd go over, barking their face, and then as soon as they like stand up, she comes sprinting back. Yeah. And then as she, as soon as she was safe, she started barking back. I mean, she would never do that now. Right. But they just don't understand as puppies. Yeah. Um. But to go back to your point about uh, about the story. So what I had down and as I was thinking, I'm like, what is it about the story that's like pissing me off a little bit about mm-hmm. the structure? And it's the the fact that it's moving all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're going to have three different storylines. That only that format only really works in it, well, you know, those there's those there's those movies that's like uh, New Year's New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day or Love Actually, where there's like all these different storylines and they all like converge at the end. Mm-hmm. Like they're meant for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works better in that way. But with these, this was almost like a TV show. Yeah. Like a TV show where there's but you have a whole season to kind of develop the characters and kind of bring it all full circle. Right. With a movie and especially a movie that's 90 minutes, it doesn't really work. And. Um, it just kind of felt all over the place. Like it didn't feel like cohesive. It just kind of felt like jumbled. Um, well, some I, of them could have worked better as like the pre, you know how they, they do the shorts before the yes, feature films, yes. like especially um, Midget's story with the cats. That was almost yeah. shown exclusively in the preview as well. Yeah. Like I felt like I already saw the whole thing yeah. from the preview. So yeah, I don't know what, um, I don't, I don't know why I feel like they could have, I feel like they could have, uh, just kind of cut that out. And I don't know. I wish, like even the first one I felt like did a good job at least of it all being in one direction. Like mm-hmm. it was Max and Duke beefing, mm-hmm. getting taken the other, the Gidget and the rest of the pets going to save them. Like Some weird hot dog scene. Is that weird? weird hot dog scene. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was super weird. Um, weird hot dog scene, but it was all going towards that. Like it was the same like storyline, like they're beefing and everything. And then, you know, the, everyone comes to save them. Like it was a long, you know, this one was kind of, again, like I said, scattered. It wasn't necessary to be scattered. Yeah. Um, well, my question is these are professional writers. They've done the first movie. They've done other movies. So everyone's like criticizing them, but I wonder if some of it was intentional. Like, is this the way that content is going to be moving towards the future for like small children, like attention span wise? I don't know. That was just something I was thinking of. I'm like, maybe this is like, they thought kids can't keep the focus of a full length movie. Maybe, you know, that was my only saving grace for the writers in that aspect. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a good point though. Cause you, I I don't know. It could be, it could be. Um, I mean, like you said, this is what they do professionally. So, I mean, I, you'd have to think that some of this stuff was done intentionally. Right. Um, I, something that 
bother me as I started putting the pieces together. Um, cause I am a huge Disney fan. I'm a huge, like, like you, I really love animation. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely by, animation is by far my favorite content is for shows and for movies, mm-hmm. um, has always been that way. Like I never grew up out of that, but, um, this, they, they bit off a of toy story a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I started thinking it through, so think about the first movie you have the, you have the new dog come in, who the who the old dog feels threatened by, that Buzz and Woody, mm-hmm. they get taken, you know what I mean? They get taken and go and and by the uh by the uh the pound or mm-hmm. whatever dog catchers whatever. Right. Same thing as when like Buzz and Woody end up going to Sid's house and they were stuck in Sid's house. Then the rest of the toys or the rest of the pets go to save. Like it's very similar. And I just was like, wait, they completely bit off of it, but just did a worse job. It's not bad. I like, like I said, I like Secret Life of Pets. Right. But when you start comparing, I'm like, oh, why'd you all do that? Um, and then you come with this one, and it's kind of similar to Toy Story 2. Like, you know what I mean? You have, like, this new, uh, you know, Andy uh, Andy had a, a sister. So yeah. in this one, you know, boom, you have a kid now in the house <clears throat> that you have to account for. And, you know, you go on this adventure now that's, you know, far expanding from your home or whatever. It's very, it's, it, they, they took a lot from it. I definitely think they took a lot from it. Um, and also the whole premise of, you know, see what your pets are doing when the owner's not around, see what the toys are doing when the right. owner's not around, you know, they're talking to each other, you know, it, it's just, you know, when the owner comes back, you have to be back in the house. It's just a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I thought that that was kind of like, uh, they could have been a little bit more discreet with the, with the parallels. <laughs> stealing. Yeah. Like, come on, like, come on, you're going to steal it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, Again, that's my that's my brain and how I made the um, comparison. But you know, there's there I'm sure they're making a ton of money off the movies. Yeah, they're probably pretty successful. I know that at least that franchise, like the uh, Illumination Studios, is doing pretty good. I know Despicable Me has been pretty successful. So well, the amount that I think what's impressive about them is the amount that they come out with movies, especially animated movies, take years and years, and they are like pushing out like I don't. I think it was like 11 in the last 10 years. I don't know the facts. And then they make them under budget, like they don't cost that much to make comparative to like a Disney movie. I mean, still like billions of dollars, but then they throw so much into their marketing and they kind of like shove the marketing. So like their marketing teams are like crazy. So I didn't know that. That's good. That's good insight to have. Um, I I didn't know that. And that actually makes me think about something that I was thinking about in regards to work, um, even in just marketing and in general. But, um, and obviously like you, you know, you have a background in, in some marketing stuff and advertising and you know, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> <Barely>. <laughs> but you have a good sense of it. You know what I yeah. mean? You're not like you're, you're, you're aware of it and, and you're not completely ignorant to how marketing works mm-hmm. for companies and stuff for sure. So to that point, you know, I, I think that some companies, um, it, well, okay, no, let me, let me go back. I think that, um, it, it, I've been thinking a lot about if it makes more sense to have a great product that's marketed poorly or an okay or bad product that's marketed great. Um, and seeing like which one is, is more successful. And yeah, I do some AB testing on that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like without having to like, without actually going and looking at the numbers, I'd guess just from thinking of a few examples that an okay product that's marketed amazingly is the best ends up doing the best as far as numbers and stuff like that. Now, obviously, Perfect World, great product, great marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like an Apple. Like, you know what I mean? They're great product, and they are at the, you know, comparatively to, like, Microsoft and stuff, they have better marketing, too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then you have stuff, you know, places like, um, 
you know, uh, like Planet Fitness. Where it's like, is it the best gym? Like, probably not. Like, they mm-hmm. don't even have free weights. They don't have, you know, they're not always the cleanest gyms. Right. They don't always have the best customer service. But it's really cheap product. And it's everywhere. Like, on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has heard of Planet Fitness. Everyone yeah. knows Planet Fitness colors. Like, it's, you know, no ju- judgment-free. They have pizza on Mondays. Like, it's purple really everywhere. They have pizza on Mondays? They have pizza on Monday. First Monday of uh, the month, I think. Like counterintuitive, right? Right, <laughs> but they but they know who they're marketing to, right? And it works, so the they're, they're really Joe, successful. Me. <laughs> so yeah, so it works. You know what I mean? So it's you know it's like uh, is it you know what's more important? You know, right? So I mean, obviously I didn't even bring in price, but yeah, that's you know that's a huge thing with them too. So yeah, um, so it's just, it's just interesting to think about. Uh, how did you like the characters in the movie? Like as far as like the characters and the like, who's your favorite character and and even the actors and the voices. So the standout for me in the second one was Rooster. Yeah. Um, yeah. for sure, because it was definitely the best character. He and was then, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Harrison Ford is like he should take up more voice acting because like that was yeah. a perfect character for him to it play. It was. And then I Especially mean, Kevin Hart older. is incredible as a voice actor as well. They all were really good. So yeah. Snowball's up there with like probably everyone else. Yeah. Like his character is just so funny. Um, and then probably yeah. So the first movie probably. Um, Kevin Hart with Snowball, and then the second one I'll do Harrison Ford with Rooster. So Kevin Hart, um, I'm actually just about to say the exact opposite with Kevin Hart because I, I and I love Kevin Hart. Yeah. But the bunny voice doesn't work for me. No. It doesn't. I don't know what it is. It's so I think it's the lines. As I was watching the second one, I was like, what is it that I'm not feeling? The lines don't feel right for him. Like I almost think you either a get someone else to do the character or let Kevin Hart improv more mm-hmm. like let him be funny and I think he can be PG funny yeah like obviously his stand-up and stuff is not PG but I think he is funny enough and his style of humor is is in line to, for him to be a PG character and let him improve uh, improv or like write some of the lines yeah because the lines didn't feel like him it just felt like kind of whack lines but his voice right and like hit it like him being like super eccentric and stuff like that so I mean, it was definitely offered but i think it made it like more funny maybe it, yeah. it didn't really fit it was like just so bizarre it is and like yeah. the character was bizarre and like the whole thing was just weird so i was probably like okay yeah yeah <laughs> it you know it felt his character it did it did um it was better suited in the first one i do think yeah like when he's like kind of like a crack pot type mm-hmm. of you know animal like that was that was very him as like a domesticated animal like he almost has to be like this, like super quirky. I mean, animal. I don't know. Yeah, don't failed know. in the second for me a little bit as well. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I thought fit perfectly. Yeah, the I, dog was so cute, Daisy. Yeah, yeah, she was, and she and like her voice like fit perfectly with that type of dog. The attitude, like everything, fit. I thought perfectly with that. My favorite character in the in the movie, um, I and I did like Harrison Ford's dog, um, but Pops, the super old dog. Like oh, senile yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. he is he is hilarious. And he had the, his uh, his school for puppies. That's that's that the best part of the movie for me. Like his yeah. school of puppies was. <laughs> it was so uh, I was cracking. I like, I started laughing and I had to like look around to like see. Like I didn't want someone to see me like getting weak at this like kids movie, but it was mm-hmm. it was funny. Um, also, uh, the the sheep. Oh the yeah, when he cotton. Mm-hmm. I would let cotton die. You would have let him die. Yeah, I would have, I would have, you would have gone and saved him. No, that would have been an L for Cotton. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry. You win some, you lose some. Like, no, I would have saved him. You would have saved him. Yeah. Are you are you a daredevil or are you just like a I'm hero? A, I'm a daredevil. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I want to go hero. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll do anything like one. Okay. See, I'm I'm uh I'm just, like super cautious. No. And I don't like heights, so like that would have just been I would have been I'm sorry. Like we lost one today. Like that's what I. <laughs> 
We just lost. <laughs> well, so what do you think of Harrison Ford's message of like, you know, because I think what a lot of parents were taking away from the film was like, do you let your kid climb the tree and fall or do you like not let them climb at all and like protect them? So I think that's yeah. kind of what they were like aiming at. At least that's what I got out of it. Yeah, I um, I agree. Out of all the clutter of messages, I do think that that was, I do agree that that was the main message. Um, here. Oh, that little piece of the story. Yeah, of, right. Of like the Harrison Ford and, or the Rooster story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, even, you know, even at the end when you see like Max, you know, trying to protect them, like it kind of came full circle as far as like being brave and mm -hmm. um, telling yourself you're not scared and that's like the first step of being, you know, being brave, all that stuff. Um, but yes, I do agree that to an extent, obviously, like, right. I, obviously the parent, it seemed to be like super, like when at the first part of the movie, when like Max is trying to protect him, it seemed like the parent was being a little careless. Like, okay, why is that baby not have like, why are you not holding a tan and you're out in New York city? Mm -hmm. But, um, I just think it was more of like a commentary on it, like of like how, um, parents and children are today like we're so like mm -hmm. hyper aware of like you know like my parents used to like run around in the neighborhoods in the summer playing baseball and right. show up for dinner but now you know it's so much structured because it's so much more dangerous and whatever so and i actually you know i i um i actually don't believe it's more dangerous like you know you your parents say like my parents say too like it's crazy now and i'm like i don't know if it's crazier that we just are we have more access we have access to more information yeah, so you know when like, like, okay, went back in forever. I mean, not forever. <laughs> Make them sound like super old. In the seventies. Yeah. If there was a kid that got kidnapped in Austin, Texas, my dad wouldn't hear about it in Cincinnati, Ohio. That wasn't on the news. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then like national news wasn't at that level. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't see it on. You wouldn't hear it on social media. You wouldn't. So it's not that it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it was happening more because they could get away with it more. We didn't have the technology to like track stuff and. Also, uh, there were like mass murderers back then. Like, when was the last time you heard of a serial killer? No. Right. Like, Ted Bundy was just going around killing girls in sorority houses in Florida State. Like, that doesn't happen. Now. And I'm not saying there's no murders ever. Obviously, that happens. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was happening at like a crazy rate. Like, in the 70s and 80s, like, serial killers were all, I mean, it took yeah. them years to find these guys. It doesn't happen now. So, for the, the, the comment that it's crazy now or it was safer back then it was like no you just weren't aware back then so ignorance was bliss mm -hmm. so you just kind of you went around so now we're just aware so now we're scared um that's what i believe um i still think that it's smart to be cautious like i mean yeah i'm, I'm not letting my 12 year old you know drive you know bike bike with his friends 30 miles away from the house during the summer I'm probably not gonna do that, mm -hmm. um, but I do think that um, I do think that you kind of let you kind of let them live. You don't want the super like crazy shelter kid. Yeah. Be cautious, be aware, but I, you know I'm almost more concerned with uh, like shielding them from like crazy stuff on the internet. Honestly, more than like climbing up a tree and falling. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's more crazy information that way than it is, you know, just kind of going out in the world a bit. So yeah. that's my opinion. And that's a whole world, like, about the stuff on the internet, like, the kids and the YouTube, what they oh, can yeah. find, so. Yeah. That could be, like, a three-hour long conversation. 100%, yeah. I think, I, think, I think what kids can find on the internet is is way more dangerous than, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, again, like you said, uh, let, letting them get a couple scratches going outside and playing. Yeah. Um, but that's, just, you know, I'm not a parent yet, so who knows? Ask me in a couple years and <laughs> several years. Um, and maybe, you know, ask maybe, me never, ask me never yet, <laughs> never having kids. Uh, also the tiger was useless. He was yeah. freaking useless. Cute, but 
Like he was, he was, the, he was by far the most da- like dangerous animal in the movie, and he was like the completely useless. Well, what about what was the villain's name? I'm not sure, but it was like a rip off of like Despicable Me. Like yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he looked did. so much like him. He definitely did look like him, like the nose and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, maybe their brothers were like right. a little like Easter egg in there for like the fans. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what they were doing. Um, like I said, the animation was dope. Um, I did want to see. Uh, I did want to see the old dog. I was I was hyped to see the old dog because as the movie was going on, I didn't see him. And I was like, yo, if they don't show, if they don't show pops, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, um, also, when the when the villain <laughs> when the villain was like getting beaten up and he pulled a gun, can you imagine pulling a gun on a rabbit? Like like what? <laughs> that part I was like, what? That's what makes animation like so great though. It's, like, it's you can awesome. Do, like crazy stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. pulled a pistol on a rabbit. I was like, this is amazing. Um, but overall, I you know. I felt like the story wasn't super structured. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Kevin Hart, he kind of got my nerves a bit with the bunny, but I do like Kevin Hart. Uh, I, I did think it was entertaining, though. Overall, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it had funny parts, and I thought 90 minutes was appropriate time. Mm-hmm. And again, considering, I always go into a movie considering the audience and who, who they're trying to make the movie for. So exactly. it's obviously for kids, mm-hmm. families. That's mostly who's in the theater, understandably so. Also, I went on Father's Day to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought they did a good job there. Yeah, like it was captivating. I would, you know, imagine being a kid. I think like all the kids in the theater seemed to be super excited. They were all talking and screaming the whole time. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a, a, a good film. Yeah. Um, overall, um, I appreciate they didn't drag it out. I don't think that, like I said, I don't think animated films succeed ninety minutes too often. Um, and I expect a third. I say that they're probably gonna do a third. Um, I would say so. Probably. Would you would you go see a third? Yeah, I'll see a third. Yeah, I would. I'll probably wait till it's on like TV or Netflix or you know maybe watch at home. I don't know if I would spend the money to see it in a theater unless I was with like you know a young niece or. You're right. I I I agree. I say if you're gonna take a um, if you're taking a you know a nephew niece cousin if you have kids. Um, five dollars Tuesday would be appropriate. Yeah. Go go to five dollars Tuesday. You don't have to go opening night. Um, it's not like a must you have to see when it first comes out. Like Toy Story 4 this week, I'm going to the very first showing I can. Um, I actually need to buy my ticket after this, so I'm glad to say that. Um, but this, I, you know, I wouldn't say that. Um, overall, what would you give it at a, at a 1 out of 10? Or score from 1 to 10, sorry. I'm going to give it a 4. Whoa, that's low. Is it low? Yeah, it's a pretty five. low. No, no, I mean, don't you have to change four or that? Five. Okay, four or five. So not not your favorite film. Overall, I'll give it a five. Yeah, because yeah. the writing. Uh, I, I give it a six point five. Um, and part of that is because of animation. Like I like I just am like mm-hmm. I was super impressed with the animation, but um, but yeah, it you know it just it was all right. It was okay. Yeah. It was cool. It was a cool film. I thought they did a good job for who they were targeting. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean the writing. They they got a little lazy there. They they had the they had the C team on the writing this time. It wasn't the it wasn't the D team with with the Grinch. It wasn't you know that was F team. This was this was C team though. This was C team. Yeah, I this, mean the animators were incredible. So like shout out to them. They're shout like, out to them. They yeah. they killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was the animators, I, I would probably be a little a little salty at the writer. Like come on guys, don't don't waste my animation. But um, they didn't do a bad job. So uh, movies that you're excited for coming out. Um, the movie I think I'm looking forward to the most this summer is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That looks good. Quentin Tarantino. I'm pumped so up for that. That's probably the number one. And then Lion King, obviously, I'm very excited for. Yep. Um, and then I forgot the name, but it's with Aquafina. 
She's like, what is she in? She's gonna be the leading role. It's like her first leading role. What? What is going on? Um, she like goes that. and visits her like grandmother who like thinks she's dying, but oh. they like don't tell. Oh, she is dying, but they don't tell her, and they tell her it's for a wedding. It looks really good. Wow. Okay, I didn't. It's getting good it. reviews at like the festival scene. So okay, that's on my list. You know what? It's on what's something that's on my list. Um, for um, that I just want to do like in the next couple of years, and I was actually thinking about doing it this year, but it just didn't. Just didn't do it. Uh, Sundance music or Sundance festival. Mm -hmm. I want. I want to go. Like get tickets to go out there. I think it's in Denver. Um, it's in um, Utah. Oh, Utah. Okay, got it. I think. Um, <laughs> no, you're probably you're probably right. Um, have you ever been? No. I, I don't. I had friends who've gone, but I've never gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to go. That seems like something like really cool. It would make me feel cool. That's yeah. more than anything. Like to be like, oh yeah, I went to Sundance. Like, yeah, or you can go to I'm the Tribeca just, Film Festival. That's true. You can go to Cannes Film Festival. Go overseas. Yeah, yeah. I, I did look at. I did look at Cannes. You know, what, Toronto would actually. That I should start with that since it's a drive. You know, so they're like, very like attainable like things to go to. You can just oh, buy yeah. the tickets to the screening because I went to yeah. some like. When I lived in New York, I would just go see some of the Tribeca film ones that were playing there, and you just it's like go to the movies, just buy the ticket, and go right. see. Sometimes the directors are there before and after for Q and A. Like I wasn't going to any of the exclusives. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> just like the general population. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No. I uh, no. I was looking at tickets. I was looking at tickets. Not bad. I mean, obviously, if you want to get like the full access, right. like now you're paying a, a pretty penny. But exactly. Um. But yeah. No. You're right. I, I should actually look at. I didn't even think about Toronto. You should try um, to get like a press pass. That and that's the thing is like I was like oh for mine for this for the yeah. for the podcast maybe I do a live podcast there yeah if uh that that would be if I made it like I don't know I made it when I can at least just go see like free movies mm -hmm. but I don't need to be famous just like if I go if I can see free movies off of this psh, I made it yeah um I'm looking forward to and this is a this is a off brand one for me uh, Midsummer which is a horror film and I don't like horror films uh, it's about a couple that get they get like uh, they go on vacation and they get basically like trapped by this pagan cult um i likely will never watch it um <laughs> this sounds fun. upcoming movies i'm excited for but won't watch yeah um but cult stuff always always intrigues me like it's always super interesting to me like the thought process of like convincing a group of people to do something that you know just seems so irrational um so that that's always super intriguing to me but again uh, I'm too fearful to watch it, so I probably will never watch it. I'll probably just look up the like description of it and see what happens in the yeah. end. But uh, but that it does look interesting. You should so. watch it. Ah, yeah, no, <laughs> I probably won't watch it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so excited excited for someone else to go see it this summer. <laughs> um, but that's all I had. Do you have anything else, Anna? No, that's it. No, all right, all right. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Anna, for coming up here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. We're going to have to have you again. Uh... Uh, <laughs> have you again sometime. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace.